The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast. Hey. Y'all know I gotta come through here always trying to vibe and be on time. What's up? What's up? What's what? What's up? You joining me for another episode of the You Better Live show through Be Exposed Radio. It's the goddess Chaz, Chaz Furrow, the Emperor's Lady Cake Mix. Always blessed to come through the space and Chit chat with y'all and give it to y'all. Your news, our reviews. So what's going on? It's a whole bunch going on, as always. Because you know what the saying is: if it ain't one thing, it's another. And my sisters and my brothers, it'd be a whole bunch of what and the what and the what in the world. Y'all know how I get it started, giving all glory and honor to the oh God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to the Most High, whoever you praise, baby. I'm encouraging you to stay prayed up and praised up. Let's get it going. Oh, Father God, we thank you. Oh, Father God, thank you for another day. Oh, Father God, waking us up in our right mind, our right bodies, in just the right time. Oh, Father God, even when things all around us seem to be going wrong and going bad. Oh, Father God, I pray against and bind all afflictions, oh, Father God, that we unknowingly and knowingly let into our lives um, through the enemy, oh, Father God, afflictions on our mental health, our finances, oh, Father God, our growth as people, oh, Father God. Oh, Father God, continue to look over us, oh, Father God, continue to help us out, Father God, continue to pick us up where we fall short, oh, Father God. Let us not be worried, oh, Father God, by the days behind us or the days ahead. Let us always be um, confident to know, Lord, that you control all and you know everything that's going on, Lord, in spite of everything that we see. So it's always faith over what is in front of our face. Let's stay prayed up. Let's stay praised up. We give all glory and honor to you, God. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yes, you got to thank him. I'm telling you with so much stuff going on. And when you see so much stuff going on and keep going on and on and on and on. Oh, my goodness. It really, really, really brings you to a point in your life. Well, I'm going to speak for myself. Where I'll be like, look, I got to be grateful. I don't care what's going on. I am grateful every day life show up. I'm going to just keep on living it. You heard me. And that's why the nice topic is May Days, the power of flowers. See, I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff because, you, like I said, y'all know what I do on the what what's and bringing y'all your news and our views. But I wanted to touch bases on that because, you know, this month is Mother Day. It's a lot that we celebrate a whole bunch of um, holidays. So I wanted to give some facts on the background of that because, you know, we just be celebrating stuff that we don't even know what the origin from or what it's all about. But I get it, y'all. Celebrate. Celebrate any time that you can. Um, any moment, take the time to celebrate and let people celebrate what they want to celebrate. We know how <laughs> a lot of times we be like, wait a minute, because, you know, I'm a conscious person. I know a lot of y'all y'all be like, you know, these pagan holidays, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to celebrate this. 
but leave people alone. And that gets me to first talk about this Met Gala um, that just, I heard a whole bunch of controversy about it. People are like, hey, you know what? These rich folks who consider themselves the elite, like what is the purpose of them getting together, doing all of this? Like why? But you know, if that's what they do, they can come together and celebrate, let them do what they need to do, okay? Now, this year's um, Met Gala was in honor of the late um, fashion icon. What is his name? Legaford? What is his first name? I got it written down. If y'all see me reaching over, and then I'm all close to the camera, because then I got my book in front of me that I'm trying Carl to... Carl Lagerfeld. That's right. Carl Lagerfeld. That's right, Marnie. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. And... Um, you say Lagerfeld, Lagerfeld, Carl Lagerfeld, a line of beauty was like the whole, what do you call it? Not the scenario, but like the whole, what do you call it? When somebody, they posed, it was requested that they dress up, you know, like in honor of him or whatever. So people were showing up in their Chanel tweeds, their black and white, you know, kind of signified, which was his uniform. Um, but he definitely held the fa fashion houses such as Chanel, Fendi, and his own line. And he also um, raised funds for the Met um, Custom Institute. Now, the Met Gala was held this year at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City in honor of him, Carl Lagerfeld, L-A-G-E-R-F-L-E-D. People showed up. Um, I seen Doja Cat. Uh, dressed up, she like a cat. I think that was like in re and um, looking like his cat that he had. I had the cat name written down to y'all, I can't find it right now. But <laughs> uh, she was dressed up. We seen Lil Nas X, it was like all silver, looking like a cat. One person, um, outfit that I really loved was Tiana Taylor's. She always comes kind of like dressed in a crust. Cardi B, of course, we've seen ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, who is always stunning to me, but them as a couple, they did hit the red carpet up there. I think it's a little controversy, though, they were talking about ASAP Rocky, because uh, apparently before the show, he kind of came through the crowd and jumped over a fence to enter, like, kind of get past the crowd. And it was this other network that was kind of, like, bashing them, saying that he used this girl face as a springboard. Um, to get over the crowd. And they were kind of like, you know, bashing them a little bit, even though they were saying that that wasn't what they were trying to do. But when I was looking at it, and even looking at their footage of reporting on it, I was like, look, it's not even that serious. Um, but the 21-year-old lady is alleging that, you know, someone tapped on the shoulder, was like, hey, guys, we trying to, I'm trying to get through. She didn't realize exactly that it was ASAP Rocky. And so he began, you know, to try to get through them. He jumped over the gate. And kind of like trying to make his way over the gate, he like pushed into her face. She wasn't worrying about it, so I wasn't too sure why they were so worried about it. But the way that they was taking it in, like, yeah, that's what the elite do. When people reach this stardom status, they just feel like they can do anything and disregard people. And a lady that was on there reporting about it, she was just like really upset. Like, you know, you shouldn't put your hands on people. If people don't want you to put their hands on people, but it really was not that serious in my opinion but yeah they stepped out they did their thing 
and honor of this guy. And I loved it. I mean, if I was up there, baby, and I was on the salary and I got my invite, I would have been on that red carpet too and wouldn't have been given a daggone thing <laughs> about what people be saying in um, celebration. I mean, that's some things that they do. Even with Cardi B, I seen like she had like some face, not FaceTimes, but she had took like some selfies with people when she was there. She was just regular people. I don't know why people get it out their head to like celebrities or people that are like world renowned now. They normal people. They normal people. So she was taking her selfies. It was kind of like going to a friend party that has a theme and y'all enjoying yourself and y'all taking selfies and everything else. I mean, a lot of times, I guess from there, Every day, heck, the scout schedule. They don't have a lot of moments where they can just chill and just dress up and don't care. But of course, we gonna talk about it, right? We gonna talk about it. Somebody else is gonna talk about it at any gathering, even though it's meant to be fun. Somebody's gonna have some negativity to say about it and just make it like it's the worst. But at the same time, I would have been there. <laughs> I would have been there. I would have been there dressed up in my black and white and my tweets for the, the legendary call. Yes, I would have been. Yes, I would have been. And I probably would have had a cat on my shoulder. And I don't even like cats. Um, just in the remembrance of his, I know it was a white cat, pretty white, fluffy cat that he had. They said he carried around everywhere. It was like his best friend. Um, but anyway, the celebs, they showed up and they showed out. Oh, that's what they're going to do. A lot of people uh, was wondering why Lil Nas X was in this all silver, why he had on the cat mask. So I went and did my little research, and that's what I learned. It was in remembrance of the guy's cat. So it was all of that. They went with the theme. They came out. They celebrated it, and they had fun with it. Let them have fun. And yeah, ASAP Rocky might have went through the crowd and jumped and accidentally, you know, pushed him to my face trying to get through. But I don't think it was like him just being arrogant. Like, I don't care about y'all. I think it was something that probably just added the fun to the event. The young lady didn't seem to be bothered or offended about it. But now some reports or whatever that I'm seeing that maybe because other people like this other network I was saying that put it out there, they had an issue with it. So it be sometimes like that too. Like things don't be bothering people, but then as soon as somebody say something, then they got an issue with it, right? But I don't know. So while the Met Gala went on about its way, y'all know tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo. I just met with Ask the Money, like, you want to take a drink for Cinco de Mayo tomorrow? And he was like, no, <laughs> I don't know. Do y'all out there? Do y'all celebrate, um, celebrate single de Mayo? Do y'all even know where it originated from? I had to look and see that too, because you know we grow and we get to know on the show together. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of facts on that and where it originated from. Um, but lately, you know, in today's society, you know, it gets a lot of backlash because people say that it kind of shows. Mexicans with that hurt is in the bed light because it's all centered on drinking. You know, um, what is the drink that symbolizes it? It's the margarita. And everybody I know that be thinking about Cinco de Mayo, that's what they be talking about doing, just drinking. Like, that's what it's about to them. But nope, it actually has a whole history where it derived from, guys. So don't be... I say celebrate all you can, but sometimes when you're celebrating things, I think that it is a good, good, good thing to know what you're celebrating and what it's all about. Just like how I'm going to talk about 
Mother's Day and give you a little bit on that origin and where that comes from because you know Mother's Day is next Sunday honoring all mothers, motherhood, anybody who ever shared a motherly bond or anything with somebody. Um, I read some things on the origin of that. Like where it come from? Like how where did it come from? That not to say mothers are not supposed to be on it. Um we got a couple of holidays here, but we, you know, Father's Day, they got Grandparents Day, but every time you look, it's another holiday. So any day is a good day, I guess, to celebrate or to celebrate someone in your life or someone that you know in someone else's life that kind of play these roles. But at the same time, know what it's about. And like for as Mother's Day to me, I think you should honor and celebrate the deeds of mothers every day. You know, a lot of people say, oh, no, Mother's Day is for my mother. As far as me, yeah, I do believe that. I do definitely take um, special acknowledgement for my mother. Of course, on Mother Day, so blessed I could still have her here with me, acknowledging that a lot of people do not have their mother, or even so, people don't even have the relationship that I have with my mother, so I'm always um, forever grateful because I, I realized, like I said, that some people do not have that. And even in my role as a mother, I recognize that it's not, not easy in my role in trying to uh, provide that motherly device to other children who I did not birth. You know, it's not easy. You know, you always concerned for the youth. Um, it definitely takes a village. Um, but honor all women who at all played some type of motherly role in your life that's what it is about to me and all of the things that they contribute to society all the sacrifices that they make for the children um for our youth who are the future that is what it's about for me so single de mayo guys single um de mayo is um to commemorate uh, mexican culture and the heritage, but the true meaning of the holiday is very different from what is today. And something else that I wanted to point out too, like a lot of these holidays or whatever, you know, we have kind of like commercialized them and what monetized them. Like every holiday is about money, right? But it seems like Cinco de Mayo is about drinking, really, <laughs> right? Drinking, partying, yeah, that's what they do. Tacos and everything else like that. But did you know that it actually um, came from them honoring the Mexicans? Let me find it out. Let me find it out when they won a war or something like that. Now, I got this information over on my laptop. Or so I thought I had it up here, right? <laughs> or so I thought I had it over here, guys. Let me go through here, but stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, because I got it right here. So Cinco de Mayo, which translates into May the 5th, is celebrated on May the 5th, is a holiday that recognizes when the Mexican army claimed victory over France in the Battle of Pabla during the Franco-Mexican War on May the 5th, 1862, according to history. So that's where the day the prize from when they claim victory over the France at this battle all the way back in 1862. I didn't know that, right? I was like, I know. I knew it was kind of, you know, in celebration of their heritage and everything else like that. But I was just like so many other people just thinking margaritas and taco, who's right for the holiday. So um, just know this year when you're celebrating, that's exactly how the celebration came about to basically um, celebrate their victory in this war 
after they defeated the Spaniards in 1821 and losing the Mexican-American War in 1848, Mexico came into this conflict with France. So back then they were trying to get um, ownership and re well, the French emperor, Napoleon III, sent his troops to Mexico to force the president, Benito Juarez, and the government out of Veracruz so he could claim Mexican territory for himself, right? The same type of stuff we happening today, right? This was just what's happening with uh, Ukraine and everything else like that. But yeah, that's what happened. He sent them over there. It was like 6,000 French troops that were sent over, and they were saying that the Mexican army was really like not that many. So in spite of it not being that many, they still wound up not being defeated. They were able to hold them off throughout the evening and everything um, being victorious. So they wasn't able to conquer their land and they were able to keep it for themselves. And that is why they celebrate Cinco de Mayo. So now, you know, like I said, when you're drinking your cocktails, biting on your tacos or Dipping out your taco bowls, your dips, or whatever else like that. That's what it's about. Uh, and then it bring me back to giving you the facts about the Mother's Day. Because then I was like, okay, how did Mother's Day came about? And it actually came um, about from this lady, Anne Jarvis, like back in 1914, I believe. It was for a celebration for her mom. Yes, Mother's Day and the power of flare flowers. And let me just say this. You know how I said before, well, not how I just said before, but how people say them April showers bring May flowers. And this just is one of those moments where I remember that. Even though it's still running in May, and even though spring showed up, I was talking about that before, how spring sprung forward fast and it's beautiful always to see. But it ain't really been no spring-like weather, right? It's still been raining and everything else like that. So I want you to look at that in some type of way, just contribute that to your life and the flowers and everything in the growth. And I just want you to know that even though the shower's going to come and even though it's going to be different weather and stuff like that, it's amazing how y'all continue to pick yourself up and just weather the storm and just get through. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's not just for mothers, you know, and I just wanted to say, like, the power of flowers. We say, give people their flowers while they're here. So I pray that you may be blessed to receive your flowers, to be able to smell them, to be able to get recognition while you're here, not when you're gone. You know, the power of flowers. Just think about it. Like, flowers, they diminish in different seasons, in different storms that come through. Um, that make them wither away, you know, branches fall off trees during the storms, all of that stuff. But in different seasons, such as spring, after being under all this duress, uh, under all of this stress, under the cold moments, under the heat, all of that stuff, they grow back and they grow back so beautifully. So even in your life, when you're going through your storms and you know, different things with a way with you, whether it be the temperatures of the world, it being cold, even if different things or different weathers aren't showing up in different seasons in your life, as you have expected, understand that you are a flower baby and you are powerful, okay? And just like I was saying, I pray you get your flowers, even though, you know, okay, say that song, say some roses smell like poo-poo. <laughs> They do, and I understand you might be getting a breast 
uh, I mean, a brush of some of them vote, uh, roses that smell like poop. Um, but stay faithful. Stay faithful. I hope that you're not only sowing into yourself, encouraging yourself daily as you can, but you also are continuing to do it for others. You know, like people don't even understand how powerful your words of encouragement and your accolades or whatever can be to a person. Like some of us, we just forget, you know, I consider myself a flower, but yes, I wither, I wither away. A lot of times I'm worn. <laughs> some days, you know, if you ever had a plant or a certain flower, you know, when you don't water them, they kind of be on this like little lean, right? Or whatever else is the case. So yeah, so when you get watered and you know, you're refreshed, you kind of like a new, a new, a new person, a new, a, a new just spurt of energy. So I, I hope that that's what you're receiving and that you're not shying away from giving away as well. So I mentioned the lady Ann Jarvis, right? Because Ann Jarvis, um, she established uh, Mother's Day uh with the help of the Philadelphia merchant John Wannemans. And it actually, I think, was put into law by uh, a president of ours. I think it was Wildrow Woodson in 1914, because I think a little bit before that, she wanted to do this in like 1904 or something. Well, originally, like her mother, um, hold on, I'm gonna read it. Following the death of her mother, Ann Jarvis, on May the 9th, 1905, um, she wanted to like corroborate what her mother had done. Her mother like worked in this church. I think that whatever church that is up in, I think it's in Pennsylvania or Virginia. I had the name, um, but I ain't trying to be stuck over here reading y'all. I try to prepare myself as much as I can, but it was in this church. She wanted to kind of just commemorate what her mom had did and everything else like that. Her mother originally wanted to start it and it was kind of like a mother's friendship day she wanted to do it in response to the civil war wanted mothers to come together regardless of what side that their children picked on the war they kind of wanted you know come together support each other with their sons being in the war later when her mother passed away she wanted to you know shed light on the things that her mother had did and give it honor to that so that church where that originated and that's kind of like the staple of the Mother's Day um, tribute. So they got like a strand up there, whatever, that they not worship, but they kind of acknowledge and remembrance of Ann Jarvis's mom. Um, but even before her death, she started to kind of like denounce it, right? She didn't like how it had become so commercialized she didn't agree because I think it was like another organization, like on one of the days when not one of the days, but prior to a mother day where they had sent out like a fundraiser. So to earn money and she didn't like that. She was like, no, this wasn't what it was about. The cards and the flowers and the fundraiser and the earning money off of it and everything else like that. Um, but with all holidays, that's what us Americans do, baby. We make all of it about money. Just ask some of these kids what uh, Christmas is about. All they know is the gifts. And what you want to get, even Easter, you know, me as a child, you know, um, even though, you know, I'm in a Christian faith, I believe I'm Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. When I was little, you know, we ain't know what we just knew we dressed up and it was candy and the Easter bunny and it was eggs and everything else like that. So it wasn't until I was older, 
um, when I started looking into things the same way that I do for the show, that I was realizing, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> this is what it's all about. So I, you know, for me, for certain holidays or whatever, I try to give my kids as much knowledge as I can about holidays. You know, my children can tell you. So once I started learning things for myself, I really didn't buy in to the, I guess, the imaginary side of it, even though I let them have fun. Don't get me, don't get me wrong or whatever, but um, I definitely let them know. Like Christmas, you know, some people say, you know, that's not right. Let them children have their imagination. But I just guess with so much stuff going on and it's so real out here. Look, my name is Shay. It's real. I wanted my kids to know the real thing and allow them to just to know. And it's not that we don't celebrate, but I just start letting them know things like, no, there's not no Easter bunny. That's a symbol that they, yeah, we eat candy, whatever. But no, that's not what it's about. No, it's not a Santa Claus. This is what it's about. And, you know, Santa Claus is kind of like the symbol of Christmas, you know, and, you know, you're Santa Claus if you give a, a gift. You know, it's the spirit of it, giving and everything else like that. So I kind of broke it down to him like that. Um, even in too far, sorry. <laughs> I put your name on that myth. Like, okay. So my children still got money and everything for their teeth, but. They just didn't think when they got to a certain age that it was like this actually little furry coming and getting their teeth and everything else like that. So yeah, I told them the truth. I told them the truth. So that is where Mother's Day come from. And just like I said, people have different meanings of why they celebrate Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's Day is just for my mother or just for mothers in general who have actually birthed children. You know, people got all their different type of opinions. Um, but just like I said, my opinion is, if you have provided any sense of love, care, and concern, I don't care if you ever um, birthed one. If you are a mother, if you have helped a child in any type of way, whether it was through words, whether it was through financial support, financial donating, whatever, happy Mother's Day early. And that's just what I'm saying, you know. I'm not um, expecting anything. Even Monty, I always trip um, over his not dislike, but his. Now, I don't know if it's dislike or disregard. What is the Monty when you get cards and you just throw them away? <laughs> so I was just tickled when I was like, "What you get cards for people?" You're like, "Yeah, what they for?" <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna just throw them away. And I started to think, was like, you know, in all actuality, yeah. That's what we did. <laughs> we get what, them, yeah. Answer the question, though. I want the audience <laughs> to kind of answer the question. What is the point of keeping them? After you get them, you see them, you read them, you commit it to memory. Throw that shit right. away. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in a recycling or just the trash because you what know the recycling. Like you will come back, to, come back to it later on and be like, oh, remember when I got them? No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. They nice. Well, I was. I was. I have some cards from a long time ago <laughs> that I read. But guess what? When I got your rendition of it, kind of started. So lately, you know, thanks, Moni. I've been um, turning down cards. Not turning them down, but I tell people when they say, oh, this and that, I'm going to get you a card. I'll be like, baby, keep your money. I be wanting to say, give me that five dollars, cause some of these cards out here be expensive now. 
I'd be like, Get, keep your five dollars, send me a digital one or whatever, because I'm gonna throw it away. So people was laughing at me the same way I was laughing at money. <laughs> Just like the balloons or the the flowers and everything else like that. It's like, okay, what for? It's like so much stuff we don't really recognize. Like we be doing it out the kindness of our heart. So thank you. And, and, and you know, people will thank you. That's just the, the natural thing to do, I guess, to give a card. People think that's the courteous thing to do, whatever. But yeah, like, what am I gonna do? What for? <laughs> Get it off my table. I fuss with my mother all the time because my mom loves cards. She loves all this stuff. And my mother keep it on display, baby. And every Thanksgiving, I have to sneak and clean off this table, this down on the table, because she got all these cards. <laughs> like that on the table from everybody that got it and stuff like that. So people think different about receiving cards, but I don't know. I'm the same way. <laughs> like Marnie now, they say people rub off on you. <laughs> but I had to start thinking like, yeah, for real. Like, why? Like, why? Like, why we, you know, happy birthday cards or whatever. Yeah, happy birthday. Tell me what you guys tell me and stuff. And, you know, sometimes a card can put into writing what you can't say in person to money so people be thinking it's a good thought but i'm just saying don't get money again, no like i said he gonna throw it away. You have, okay, so like you just said though even if somebody's relaying something important all right i saw the front of the card i saw the inside That's of the card the I wrote down what you said was important i commit that, that to man. memory and then i close this card <laughs> and i put it in the trash can <laughs> that is the best. That is the best. And guess what sign that is, y'all? Y'all because know what sign that's like. That's that. why it's called a waste basket. You that's put the not... waste in the basket, and that oh, is a waste. Baby. It's a waste of time, and it's a waste of your energy. You could have wrote me a note and emailed it to me. You could have texted me Happy Mother's Day. Okay. You could have did any of those things. Besides I'll buy that card and waste that tree that you done killed and helped suffer. <laughs> And now I can't breathe because of you. Now, here we go. See, now I took a full circle for you. Oh, my goodness. Well, don't waste your money. Because <laughs> it's going to be waste. <laughs> and if you do buy one, please know he throws it in the recycling. In <laughs> your face so you know what happened. And maybe next time you won't waste your time. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. But it did make me start thinking different about it. I was trying to see the chat. I was reading a little bit. Some things coming across. So for, for, forgive me, guys. If I'm not responding, because this is a different setup right here now. So I used to see whatever. So now it's running across the scene. I think that was my girl, Tamika, from the style lounge. She was saying something. So what's up, Meek Meek? What is going on, girl? The power of flowers. She is definitely a flower herself, and she is powerful. She definitely is one of those sisters that definitely give that inspiration, that encouragement. Um, always me from day one since I um seen her. Okay. She say, hey, beautiful. That's right. Dropped on Drew. Yeah, me, you know, I be trying to tell them a little bit about what's going on in the world today and what is going on. Um, but I can't see everything. Oh my God. So, oh, okay. Mika says, see, she keeps them. And she do keep cards from the people that write personal notes in them to him when she feel a little you know, down, she go back and she would read them, right, me? That's what I was doing. Like, yeah. They did. They be inspirational. They be giving you kind of like a reminder. And that's why I say it is very important because sometimes, you know, we be like, check on your strong friends. Like, that is really no joke. Like, check on your strong friends, some people that you think are strong, the people that are always sewing, 
positivity into you because I'm telling you they go through and sometimes we take a lot of things hard not only things that happen in our life but to other people so check on them because mental health is real it's going to be a couple of other things that I bring up tonight um, that definitely proves that like it is real you you should know it's all these murders going on all these mass shootings going on in the world. How do you not know this is not real? Um, but first, I got some good news. Yes, Lamar Jackson, go Raven. Yes, whoever is a Raven fans, we know we got the news last week. I forgot to report on it that, yes, he has signed a five-year deal for $260 million, classifying him as the highest paid in NFL highest pay in NFL. Now, some people were sleeping on him. They was thinking he was going to be a trader. Um, but I seen some reports on him speaking out to it. He said, yeah, he wasn't really feeling no other teams. You know, he said something back in 2018, and he meant that, that he wanted to end his career here. He wanted to win a Super Bowl. Um, he just really appreciates the support that he receives from the Baltimore fans, his teammate, his coach. Um, Harbaugh, the general manager, all of that, um, the Costa. Um, and he has plans to beat Peyton Manny's 10-year um, single season passing, even though I know I think he holds, like, the highest already for, like, running yards or whatever for a quarterback. But, yes, he got $260 million. He is considered the highest paid. He is, Bump considered the highest paid in the NFL. Go ahead, Lamar Jackson. Kudos to you for not selling yourself short, I guess, and finally getting what you wanted to get. Um, whatever he saved on his agent fees, he was able to give it to his mom, I guess, who was considered like his manager or his agent or whatever. Um, but $135, $35 at signing he will get. He will also get $72.5 million for a signing bonus. Throughout the first year, he has no trade and no tag clause on that, and that's going to run through 2027. So, yes, Lamar Jackson loves Baltimore, Maryland, and he said his plans was not to go away. He wasn't really filling these other teams. So he's going to be here for five years. As you know, there's a couple of new members coming over to the Baltimore Ravens. I've seen a young dude, Flowers. Um, that just got drafted. We're going to have Odell Beckham Jr. down here running in Baltimore. So uh, Lamar feels like he definitely has some guys on that offensive team that is going to help him reach his goal of suppressing that record um, that has been standing for 10 years of Peyton Manny. So I'm going to be looking for that, um, see if he does. So that was one of the good kudos. We also know that um, – Tank Davis just won that big uh, boxing against what was it, Garcia, one of them dudes or whatever. I can't remember that got that kidney shot, that, that shot to the side that everybody was trying to say, well, liver shot was trying to say that was fake. Uh, but anybody was saying that they trained or they've been hitting that way, you would have felt too. And sometimes it takes time to react to that shot. Uh, so, yeah, he won that victory. So, there's some good things in Baltimore. And did you also hear about the uh, police who just now jumped in the water out there by Harbor Hospital to save a lady? I think it just happened yesterday. If I'm not Tuesday or yesterday, yeah, they jumped 
in their um, offices, approached the scene. They seen a lady who was supposedly having like a behavioral attack, some type of mental breakdown. They seen her into the water. Police took off their gear, jumped in the water, and they saved her. They did not have any help uh, because I think the BPD Marine Unit had been dismissed. That's no longer um, in existence here. I think back in like 2018 and 19, they got rid of that unit altogether. But the fire department, I learned, does have a boat, but the boat wasn't never dispatched. It's like they just acted. They just jumped in that water. They saved this lady. And that's amazing. So kudos to them because a lot of times you don't hear the good deeds of Baltimore City Police. And talking about the good deeds you don't hear, you always definitely <laughs> hear the bad ones. And I had just now seen that two Baltimore City Police officers have been indicted. A lot of people are giving Ivan Bates a little bit backlash saying that he was doing what he needed to do. Well, these were just comments from different citizens. Oh, he was doing what he needed to do just to get elected. Here goes another state's attorney prosecuting more police than they do um, for reoffenders or murderers or what have you. Um, but Ivan Bates' position is that, you know, these are situations that continue to um, question the integrity and these people who get these jobs opposed to playing their roles, their integrity and their ability to protect the citizens of Baltimore. And he has to prosecute like he would anybody else in Baltimore who is breaking the law, right? But people are not feeling it. You know, I guess anytime the police get locked up, they're not feeling it. But the same way, I say about celebrities, them being regular people, police are too. I really believe that it should be, of course, more training. It should be more mental health days and everything else for them. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're in an environment, they're in an arena where it'd be some crud stuff happening. And sometimes, I guess, in their life, if even though, you know, they got this job as a police and, of course, you know, in good faith, we would hope that they uphold their integrity um, in all situations, I do understand that they are human. You know, imagine being somewhere protecting hey, you broke or something coming in your back. And then, you know, that's why they be having all them different scenarios of stealing things from evidence or stealing people money. You know how we talk about, of course, here, um, the, the, the gun task force who was setting people up just to get recognition, just to get their raises, just to get their accolades, putting stuff on people, robbing people, knowing if people who were selling drugs, taking their drugs, taking their money, making drug sales their own self, you know, different stuff like that. But these two Baltimore City Police have been indicted by a grand jury on two separate cases. Um, Baltimore State's Attorney Ivan Bates um, reports it is Officer Heishu Watson, he has been indicted for theft and misconduct. Um, he previously was indicted in Baltimore City, accused of um, dealing drugs on the clock as a Baltimore City police. This drug deal actually posed and went down in Baltimore County on Town Road somewhere at a tattoo shop. Um, yeah, while he was on the clock, posed been in Baltimore City protecting the people. He was out here making a sale, essentially. That, Yeah, that's what he was doing. Um, so he made that sale. That was back in September 2022. Um, so he is indicted now on death and misconduct. Yeah, it's another one. Alexis Acosta. 
um, he or she, I don't know when you see Alexis, that's, is that a woman or is that a man? I don't know. But the Acosta, whoever this individual man or woman is, is charged with manslaughter, reckless driving, negligent driving, failure to control speed to avoid collision, death of vulnerable individual caused by motor vehicle, driving American emergency vehicle without regard for safety of pe um, people. And this stems from an incident that happened back in June 2022. Um, so as you can see, this was last year, kind of brung, took some time to get these officers indicted, but they indicted. You know, and if Ivan Bates, what I'm saying, who from not gonna say from people, but from what I seen, who is kind of like, you know, playing the fair. Um, of course he has some goals to reach to try to deter and bring down the crime of Baltimore City. And I'm saying if he felt it was necessary to pursue with these officers, it ain't make no difference to him. Whether they was Baltimore City police or not. You know, of course, that makes it more despicable in my mind, because my thing is, if you're taking these certain oaths to do certain things and you here and you supposed to be this this warrior for the law and you breaking the law, like how hypocritical is that? It's sickening, you know, especially if that that's just like being a doctor and you took this oath to try to save lives and you really up in there, like intentionally killing people. That's the same thing. Like, but with anything we know. That's what people do. That's what people do, right? Like some police officers, that's the reality of it. They ain't become police officers to protect and serve with integrity. They came police officers because they feel like in the roles of police, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Let's be real. You know, that's just like pedophiles or people a lot of times have hurt children or whatever else like that. They seek jobs where they can be around children to do this despicable stuff they do. It's like how we say it's so many um, discretions in this justice system or so many racist stuff and, you know, all of these systems. So you do you think these races, when they went for these jobs, that's why they were going for them? Because they knew the impact that they could have in the system. I don't like these people. I'm racist. But guess what? I'm going to go here. I'm going to hide it. You know, hide behind a badge, hide behind a rope. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cause mayhem. <laughs> and I'm going to do it in some way legal, legal, but it's illegal. Yeah, that's what they that's what they do. Just like the criminals, you know, uh, going back, you know, I'm always talking about, of course, the, the devastation that's happening here in Baltimore. And that's bringing me to my next um, story that I wanted to bring up. Um, and it's sad. It's sad because a lot of times when people out here just trying to do the right thing, it just don't even matter no more, you know, right here in my city. Like, you can be anywhere. You don't have to be into nothing. It's like I said before, back in the day when things used to happen to you, people used to kind of know, oh, yeah, he was into that. Or, yeah, she was into that. But now, no. People be waiting, standing on the bus stop, just standing on the street. It's like I said, people be in their house, bullets and stuff like that coming from there, through their windows. People sitting on the steps. Innocent bystanders. We see so much of that. So, you ain't gotta be doing nothing to be in something these days, and that is the truth. Yes, um, it was at 24 years old. I think he was 23, actually. Um, oh no, that's another story that I'm gonna bring up when I was talking about mental health. So let me go back. Hold on, turning my pages. That's all, y'all. 
Y'all don't like me trying to read some these pages. Send me some um cash apps. So I get me <laughs> some postcards. <laughs> and I won't waste them, okay? I will waste them, but I will put them in a recycling bin. Because, like, why? So this is my paper. I'm killing the trees too, Bonnie. <laughs> these little uh, notes that I'm writing. But I'm killing the trees too. I'm killing the trees too going through. Look, I'm just laughing and just tripping y'all because I'm happy. I had a rough week. It's always rough for me, right? <laughs> it's always rough for me watching my show. I think that is very important, though, to um give your truth, give your testimonies and stuff like that because that really helps people get through. Sometimes people will see you and you'll look all the guy like, yeah, you don't look like what you've been through and people will think that you don't have no troubles and you ain't got nothing going on. So while you share the good stuff, I think that it's also important to share the bad things too not to try to make anything gloomy for anybody or make anybody feel bad but sometimes when you can share what you've been through or what you're going through it encourages other people it really do or make people realize that they ain't really got it that bad and what's going on and i realized i ain't even got it that bad i had to scare this week um with my child my youngest child who got um diagnosed with asthma i kind of knew some of the symptoms um, from my middle child, my daughter, who will be 13 in 13 days, by the way. Wow, I can't believe I'm having a 13 year old. <laughs> and my oldest son will be 23 this year. Yeah, 23 this year. Um, so my daughter will be 13 in 13 days. Like I was saying, I had to scare with my youngest son, um, who is now five and six. Um, I thought my little buddy, who always struggles with his allergies and everything else like that, y'all, I thought my little bro, bro buddy was putting on a show. I thought he was trying to get another day out of school on Tuesday. Um, but come to find out, I kept him out of school Monday uh, throughout the night. He was complaining of heart, I mean, not heart, chest pains. And that he, and in the morning we woke up, he's like, I can't breathe or whatever. I'm going to put on his clothes, help him kind of to get ready. Because I was sending homeboys to school and I just heard all this rumbling in his chest. So I'm like, no, I can't send him in this condition. Um, as soon as I drop my daughter off at school, I'm going to take him down here. Sure enough, his oxygen was low. He needed steroids. Um, he needed a treatment. They sent us home with steroids and they sent us with a treatment. So I'm glad that I follow um, my motherly instinct. Because sometimes, like I say, different things become your way. And you know your children. So um, I was feeling bad. Like, dang. I'm thinking that he's faking. But I thank God. Um, that he allowed me to hear the, you know, the rumble in his chest for whatever reason, because, you know, in the morning, I kind of really been trying to be strict lately about him getting ready on his own, especially like that little stuff, um, a daily living skills or putting your clothes on, you know, getting up, washing your face, brushing your teeth. Um, so usually as I'm still getting myself together, I'm coaching him through that, but I'm not, you know, as much hands on. So I thank God that this morning for whatever. And because I knew that he already wasn't feeling well. Um, so I was being more, you know, trying to walk him through the process. I already was thinking like, no, I'm going to let him stay home again. Because if he going through all of this, then I'm going to let him stay home. But it really was definitely um, more serious um, than I thought it was. So that's what I was going through um, on the week. But it just made me think about the many mothers um, who had children or people with the fathers too, anybody that cares for children who are born with illnesses or have to deal with that every day of their lives who children never 
come out the hospital. They've been raised in the hospital up into his age that he is now, or even longer, you know, and different things like that. So I'm grateful. Um, even though he now has, I got to deal with that, you know, always constantly. Um, I always say my anxiety be on a hundred, a thousand, a hundred million, should I say. And I got to deal with that. But I just thank God for giving me the resources and the ability to do it and the strength to do it. Because as a mother, I'm telling you, you constantly always uh, worry about your children. And I'm just thankful, too, that I'm still here because it's like I acknowledge that a lot of people don't got that, you know, with their mothers or that nurturing and that care. Never had it or don't have it. So, yeah, I acknowledge that. Um, but anyway, yes, 23-year-old Fabian Sanchez Gonzalez um, was shot and killed uh, Wednesday. Was it Wednesday or was it Monday? Look, I'll be having all these dates <laughs> mixed up. And it's not the dates that I'll be having mixed up, guys. I'll be having it on my head. I told you all before, my short term is shot. And then I'll be writing these notes down, then jotting them down everywhere. Thinking that I'm going to remember my different connections when I come on the show. And that's never the case. Because once I'm trying to maintain my attention on the camera and make sure I'm being polite and I'm talking to you. And then I'm constantly trying to read these notes. Uh, but rest in peace to the brother who was slain a half an hour before the end of his shift. It is being reported that two ident unidentified males. Entered the T-Mobile on the 2500 block of Boston Street, um, which is in the Canton community. And I've been to that T-Mobile so many times. I frequent that um, restaurant that's right there, um, um, Outback, that's right there. That's kind of like the only one that I go to. But sometimes I just slip through there just to get their little, um, their boomerang drink, which I think I'm going to do tomorrow for Cinco de Mayo. Even go down there or natural bombers. If I can find some money <laughs> to do so. So cash at me once I get me a margarita, y'all. But anyway, yes, this young man, he was down there. That's why I say it is so sad. Trying to do the right thing. 23 years old. Um, I talked to somebody yesterday, my Aunt Riri, um, who was saying by as well. She's like, she's been to that T-Mobile so many times and this young man has waited on her. That's kind of all of the the condolences or the messages that you're seeing um, from people who knew him and are acknowledging, you know, his passing and giving condolences to the family. Everyone is saying he was kind, he was respectful, always willing to help, very helpful. And it's just sad that his life was tragically taken like this. Um, they entered there um, for a robbery um, taking money from customers. So when they entered the store, was customers at the store. Allegedly, the customers were shot as well. The suspects took on foot. They say running past the Outback Stack House. I'm um, going in the back. They still looking for them. But yeah, they killed this man. Cold blood. Um, something interested that I seen was a lady, Jody Rosoff, who had spoke out on it. Um, Jody Rosoff, she's the owner of Doc's smoke shop i believe that's on um eastern avenue she's been an owner of this business for over 40 years here in baltimore city she is she had reported that her business got robbed two times within six months um the last time of being robbed was back in march where she actually shot the suspect in the leg uh, she was injured as well as she charged him as he was going 
come out the door and he hit her with the gun in her head. Um, but yeah, she said she closing down. She said um, when this had happened, it just brung a whole bunch back for her. It was hard for her to talk about it on the news when she was making her statement. She just was saying her heart was beating so fast and just talking about it. And the PTSD that it's bringing back to her is just crazy. I'm sure, just like how we, we know when certain things happen to you, and then when something happens to someone else and something so tragic as them losing their life, it does make you think about that. Like a car accident, right? I've been in car accidents. I'm thank God none of them any fault to my own, but I've been in car accidents and I've been in some devastating ones. I mean, one where busting out the whole front of my car, right? Not, not the whole front of my car. Um, broke my son's seatbelt from the seat. This one, my oldest was like three or four. Um, snapped the whole seat, threw him in the front. He had bit his tongue, almost lost his tongue. And we survived. But I have family. I know people who had tragically died in car accidents. So I can understand um, what she was saying and where her concern and her hurt was like coming from. Like, damn, I've been robbed in two times in the last six months. He this young man down here, 23 years old, doing the right thing at work. And he get killed so tragically and so senselessly. And yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy as I don't know what. You know, I've known people that worked in a team who store, uh, different young guys or whatever. So even though I didn't know him personally, it's just sad to know that somebody was at work. Somebody was at work. You know, they robbed the store. Y'all took everything from the customers or whatever. What, what they had to shoot them for? We don't ever know how a criminal mind works, but like, really? Why? Like, why? Why? So prayers definitely go out to this young man's family. Um, I don't even know. I didn't hear anything about if the store kind of like got closed down, if they, you know, wasn't seeing people or whatever for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking so that that probably was the case. That's normally the appropriate thing to do is the cold. Cause like, how, how can I come back to work the next day? And my coworker, I don't know if he was in there by himself. Usually, you know, in the phone stores, they're not. There's, they don't be in there by themselves. Um, if they are, for whatever reason, they put them gates down, they shut them gates down. So I don't think he was in there like the only employee, but it's just real sad. It's sad. Excuse me, I gotta take that drink. Then I'm all mm, clogged up a little bit. That's because I be on here and just running, running my mouth. <laughs> Try not to bore y'all out, especially when I don't have any guys trying to talk about everything. Make sure that I get everything in because I really do my due diligence before my show to get information, things that I think that would um, interest y'all, things that I'm curious about, different things that I feel that y'all might have questions about, you know, and I bring it through here so we can talk about it. Yes, this is the whole news, right? And we get in y'all views, well, mine, so to say. Uh, but thank you, Mika, for giving your views and everything on um, when we were talking about the cards and not, you know, throwing them away and everything else like that. And while we keep things like that, you know, for sentimental values, and they all pick me up for on those days when you need it most. But you know, the phone lines are always open here, 443-642-9403. Don't, don't be shy. Yeah, you know, of course, I love that? you being up on the chat. How what often that? is that? How often is that? How often is what? You that you pull the call back out? That waste of space <laughs> sitting over there in your corner. How often do you go back to read that card? It still is a waste. 
It's a waste. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Condolences, cards. I can't different stuff like that. You're still talking about it, so I had to jump appreciation, that in. appreciation cards, and everything else like that. I mean, in the spotlight back now. Only thing I'm appreciate, sorry, I can't say it like that. It's the thought that counts. If you want to get me a call, get me a card. The Dollar Tree got him, but it ain't a dollar no more. But the dollar in the quarter store, <laughs> they need to update the name now, right? But the dollar in the quarter store, some of them can get T for a dollar. But I'm one of them people, though, money. Like I said, I used to go to the store, baby. I want the one. I would be in the store for Lisa L. We're trying to pick out a good card, trying to. Make sure it's saying something in there that is definitely suiting to what I'm trying to say to the individual. That's what I'm ready to go through now for Mother's Day to pick out uh, cards and everything else like that. But I'm 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 second guessing that too because I my mother I have it on the table uh, <laughs> all year. But yeah, uh, this 23 year old. That's what I was talking about. Yes, down in that table store. That is so tragic. That is so sad. We see it all the time. I spoke about how the lady was speaking on it, Jody Rosoff. It said that she is thinking about leaving her business. Uh, she said that no one wants to be afraid when coming to a business. I understand that. There was a couple of other comments that she made that was a little like off to me because I was like, see, when things like this happen, that's why sometimes we be having these um, misconceptions or these stereotypes about people or certain people. Um, but the person who robbed her, who she actually shot, who was actually apprehended a couple of blocks, I believe, on Gulf Street after the um, trying to rob her on March, Jerome Owens um, was his name. And he had like a 25 years sense of history of uh, his criminal record, all of it, you know, theft, assault, robbery. He had all that in there. Um, but one comment that I seen that she was making um, on the news is that she's recognizing the influx in criminal activity since the riots after Freddie Gray's death. So I was like, okay, is she how she connected to that? And I guess she was trying to say because she was saying, hey, the, the mayor, the state's attorney, and the judges should be ashamed, um, especially the tactics of our former state's attorney, Merlin Moe, should be ashamed for making criminals think that it's okay to steal from people and they can do this and do that. And then also considering this guy who had an essential criminal record, I, I, I just don't understand how she put that because of them. That's what I don't be getting. Like because of them or somebody that is in a certain seat that is getting worse because of them. Because certain things that they carried out or or that they did was in response to what was going on that they felt was going to be helpful. Like Marla Mosby, you know, people be all souls on her back, but yeah, people acting like we wasn't being discriminated against, like we wasn't being accosted on the daily. And the charging of those officers after that Freddie Gray murder was simply because, yeah, something was done wrong. That's what she was saying. Something was done wrong because he was fine. Regardless of what he was doing, like how people allegedly he was selling drugs or whatever else like that, um, when he got into this encounter with the police, is that okay? He wasn't. It shouldn't have ended him being dead. So them charges was brought to say somebody did something wrong here, and in my opinion, they killed him. You know, of course they was trying to put it on, you know, his van ride or whatever else like that. But 
us as Baltimoreans, we were seeing the videos, we was thinking like, yeah, hey, and them people who apprehended him, they broke him up. He was already complaining that he was hurting. Um, when they was dragging him into the, the paddy wagon, he couldn't move. He was already broke up. They they roughed him up too much, like they was doing with us here for no reason, just being overly aggressive, you know, and he got injured. And when they put him in this this paddy wagon, not only did they rough him up, but then when they put him in the paddy wagon, it was kind of said like intentionally, you know, that he wasn't restrained properly in there. They probably was, they already wasn't giving him no courtesy. They probably was driving rough as the month <laughs> to get to the station, to get down the central booking. Yeah, and that boy shouldn't have ended up on no life support after no arrest for whatever he was doing. That's what that was about. So for her, you know, and I feel for her too. I know that was scary. Like I said, I feel for her to feel like she has to um, end her business. I know all of us want to be uh, want to be safe. You know, it's not only business owners and businesses that's getting robbed. There's a lot of citizens in Baltimore. Yeah, like I said, getting shot on the bus stop, getting robbed on the bus stop, walking up and down the street. I'm a lot more careful now. And there's a lot of things that I used to do by myself at night um, that I don't do much anymore, that I used to kind of have a night routine to go to the gas station, you know, to get gas and everything. I'll say that, but now if I got to go or be by myself, I don't go because I know that that is one of those places that criminals hang out to catch people that look vulnerable. You know, me being a woman by myself, not that I probably look weak or anything, but I'm a woman. I'm by myself. I'm showing up at a gas station in the night. So yeah, I, I would be a target for them. So I'm a lot more careful, you know, in things in that regard. So with robberies of businesses, unfortunately, like how we talk about the murders, that is something that happens. Businesses get robbed. No, it should not get, it shouldn't be perpetrated as often as it is. It's a damn shame that it is that people work so hard and, and whatever they do and then you have people that have no regard for anything that just want to take it from you like yeah it's a shame but miss Rosoff, i don't see the connection but that again that's our opinion but i don't see the connection but see when people make statements like that and be so tore up and and, and, and different things like that people will take it and run with it and especially people that's not from here that's watching and different you know news and different stuff how I was reported then they start to get their own you know what I mean their own idea oh yeah or that started because of that no it didn't just like that guy who robbed you back in March he been doing shit for over 25 years and it was different state's attorneys it was different judges and it was different damn police so how was it their fault? And even though she was saying, you know, shame on the mayor and everything, we talked about that many times before too. Like, yeah, we know these different people take up office and they have goals and they say that they are going to do stuff. But for whatever reason, we act like this stuff hasn't been a problem and it ain't been happening. And sometimes you got to give credit where it's due and say people are trying to do something. You know, they're trying to do something, but it's not going to be, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not. And I don't know if you can just place that blame on, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, when are we going to start blaming the criminals? When are we going to start blaming them? 
for carrying out <laughs> this stuff. When we gonna start blaming them? Yeah, we put it in the hands of the police to lock them up, to send them through the justice system, to get them in there, to try the case and everything else like that. But there's a whole bunch of dynamics that be behind it. You know, it is. And some of them get out. You know, most criminals don't get caught. Most criminals don't get caught. And some people, everybody that does a crime isn't a criminal. There's some people that is put in situations that are charged with a crime, but they're not a criminal. So, hi, happy. But that's what's going on with that. I didn't agree with it. I feel for both of them. Like I said, prayer for the young man, Fabian Shantez Gonzalez. Um, prayers for his family. It definitely is tragic. Did y'all know that it's already been 190 mass shootings so far this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive? Um, and a mass shooting is classified of four or more people um, being shot, excluding the shooter. So excluding him, but four or more. So it's like four or more victims being shot. That leads me into this next one in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, something like that sort just now. Hey, we I'm telling you, y'all, we ain't safe. No daggone where. No daggone where where. Yeah, so I'm talking about May Days, the blah blah fire. Well, I'm telling you, May Day and May Day. Keep yourself safe. It's crazy. You know, I don't want you to live by fear and like, oh no, I can't go anywhere. But the reality is we gotta recognize that anything can happen anywhere. Anywhere. And if we've seen it. In one city, in one town, it surely can happen here. And it does. And a lot of times we lose sight of that. Like when something happens somewhere, I'm guilty of it too. You know, I'm I'm guilty of it. You know, but like I said, I try to change some of my routines. Because, you know, that's just a human, I, I guess that's the human response. Like a lot of times we don't think shit can happen to us until it happens. Until it happens or until it hit close to home and then it has thing you thinking about things very differently. That's just like that the shooting that I just brought up about the T Mobile um employee, Fabian. How many people went to that T Mobile? How many times do I frequent that area? Before when I talked about another shooting that happened around here off the avenue when a young lady was just driving past up our legends and the, the bullets into her car. How many times I go through that way to get something to eat? So it just it just makes you really think about things and yeah, you, you can't help but your anxiety to be high. I'm telling you, and I thank God for giving me the strength and ability to endure because this next one when I'm talking about mental health and everything else and how we always say that it's real, it is real. And I thank you, even though I haven't went and talked to anybody about it. I'm not well done because sometimes I be thinking all they're gonna want to do is give you medicine. It's gonna be other side effects and it's gonna be other problems. Um, it's like okay, if you already going through stuff in your mental, I don't show up getting no pill that's gonna push me or have me feeling like I wanna um do something to myself. That's just my thought, but I also know that it's very important. I do know that some people need it, some people are just off, and just like they take their blood pressure medicine or whatever else like that, they need to take the meds for their head or they done, you know, like they really have to depend on them. Or it's going to be a problem. But 24-year-old Dion Patterson um, in Northside Medical Center, Midtown office, um, he was in there with his mom, um, Migon, Mayon, Mayon Patterson. 
um, who's already been coming out giving condolences to the family. Um, she also wants to say that she's advocating for her son. She's advocating for him with anybody. She says if someone has any mental health issues and they come to you for help, please do not disregard them. That mental health is definitely real because that apparently was the case um, and how this incident kicked off. Uh, Mr. Patterson went to this health clinic, um, apparently dissatisfied with the services that he was receiving from the Department of Veteran Affairs. Yes. Um, he served in the Coast Guard from 2018 up into January of this year when he was discharged. I haven't seen any information as to why he was discharged or any of that sort, but obviously he was suffering with some issues in his mental health. He went to this facility um, to get a, to get treatment because, like I said, he was dissatisfied with the treatment that he was receiving from the Veteran Affairs. Um, he was asking for an anxiety drug, Estevan, and I guess that the doctors at this facility were denying him this medicine that he takes for his anxiety, and he got agitated, he got angry, and he pulled out a semi-automatic and got the shoot. Nobody got anything to do with any, anything in here, but his mind, I guess whatever he went was going through, he snapped. Um, he was going there to get help. I guess he already had some frustrations um, because like the mom was reporting, he was going there because he was dissatisfied with some services he was already receiving. So this guy who's having a mental breakdown, dealing with whatever, he shows up into a medical facility. He's asking him for help. He needs this medicine for his anxiety. And he was denied. And he shot up the police. That does not make it right. But I'm just giving y'all the backstory of what went down. And what the mother is saying, I guess not saying it could have been avoided because he was with his mother. His mother was supporting him on this appointment. I had seen one report where I think she had got injured too. I don't know. No, she was trying to hold him back. Or whatever, um, but I didn't see later information when I was going back trying to get updates on it, so I can kind of report it on the show. Um, but a 39-year-old woman by the name of Amy St. Pierre, who was an employee of Disease Control and um, Prevention there in Atlanta, Georgia, was actually killed. There were um, four other women. That were shot in Miss Georgia at Whitlow, Whitlow, Elisa Glenn, uh, Jermone Daniel, and Alicia Hollinger. Uh, all of them were in critical condition. Now, I believe um, several of them are still in intensive care. A lot of them are stable. Miss Whitlow, uh, Miss Glenn, and Miss Daniel reportedly were shot. Um, Ms. Whitlow in the arm, Ms. Glenn and Ms. Daniel in the stomach with Ms. Daniel being actually shot multiple times in her abdomen area and Ms. Hollinger was shot in the face and Ms. Pierre was tragically killed. So he's now charged with one count of murder, four counts of aggravated assault. Yes. So afterwards, after he shot this place up, he fled the scene. 
Um, it was a standoff, I believe. I seen for several hours. One, one say one, one say eight. That's why I say some of this information that be out here. You, you know, you gotta decipher through all of it, y'all, to get to what they say. It's two sides of the story. Then is the truth. Then is what's really happening. So it was the truth. What's really happening? I don't know, but yeah, it's be a whole bunch of sides. Um, but he fled. It was some type of standoff. They had lockdowns, of course. Um, in an area for schools and different things like that to assure everyone's safety. Um, it was 15 miles out from the incident. So actually, when he shot up this clinic and injured these individuals, killing Miss St. Pierre, he ran from the scene, went to a nearby gas station where it was. Then I said, oh, be careful with them gas stations. But this was all in broad daylight because I think this happened like 12, 1 or so um, in the afternoon. So he runs from the medical center over to this gas station. Someone's truck who was not um, being attended to, but it was still running. He jumped in his trunk, truck, and that's how he fleed the scene. So in fleeing the scene, of course, they use, uh, they sent the tag number out, whatever, and that's how he was found. They were doing like the scanning and the license plates and everything else like that. And I believe actually undercover um, was the first to kind of like approach him and he's getting noted um, for his capture or whatever, well, recognized for being the first one, you know, that initiated the capture of this individual. But I was just like, wow, can you imagine that? Being in, first of all, having to go to a health clinic and then, you know, knowing that he was a veteran, uh, wow, I can only imagine what he was dealing with mentally. Um, he was in a Coast Guard so to know he's supposed to be receiving services was dissatisfied that he went somewhere else for help. But could you imagine, you know, being his mother going with him in this kickoff? Can you imagine so many stuff just be kicking off in places where we be thinking that we are safe? You know, we talk about the schools all the time, but can you just imagine being in a clinic waiting there to be seen for yourself? And then somebody just starts shooting. You don't know what's going on. That this world, it, I ain't gonna say this world, but the people in it. Oh my goodness, is crazy. The people in it is crazy. But yeah, his mom is saying, "Don't disregard them, and just be careful. Just be careful." And I commend her for you know, of course, giving her condolences, but then also speaking on that because it is real and it is out here. So. I feel for her. I feel for the family um, of Miss St. Pierre, 39 year old, who lost her life. I feel for the other women that I mentioned who are still recovering um, in the hospital at Grady Memorial Hospital, which is a one level trauma center in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where they are being nursed back to health. But yes, it's certainly sad. Uh, I've seen an update too that he kind of waived his right to appear so I think it was kind of like his arraignment today uh, but nope he want no parts of it and he didn't show up I guess he like nope I'm wrong but again he was battling with some mental health so I don't know if they're going to deem him maybe stuff like that they're going to deem him incompetent what was a, a a glimpse of his sanity you know what they call it if he was insane, temporary insanity, or whatever the case, because he has a, a history of mental illness. Like, so I don't know what the outcome of that is going to be, but it certainly is said and it's crazy. Like, whoo, you talking about different stuff. So, look, 
that be the type of stories that I be hearing. So now when I go to the clinic and different stuff, but I'm like that anyway, kind of like um now anyway, every place that I go, like I don't like my backs to the door. You know, if I'm in a restaurant, I like to be able to look and kind of have a full glimpse. Oh yeah, baby. I request to have my seat or whatever else that like that change. But if I am somewhere and I'm in a restaurant, my back gotta be towards everything. Whoever is sitting or can see everything else like that, I got kind of like trust them because I know they got a full view of what's going on. But I kind of do that now. I don't like, you know, stores when, you know, majority of the stores is one way in, one way out. But like when you got to walk all the way deep in them, I be trying to get in there as fast as I can and get out of there. I hate standing there. If I go into an establishment, I order me some food and it's kind of standing around. I'm never standing there anymore. I always come out to my car but just like i say stuff can happen anywhere so it's like you can be safe as you can be and it still does not mean that things are not going to happen so that's why i say you got to praise god and you gotta give him all the glory for keeping you safe because stuff be happening and you gotta really be grateful that it did not happen to you come on now come on now you got to be grateful that it did not happen to you um, some other messiness, gosh, you know they back messing with um my guy, Anon Saeed. Yes, I um heard that his request for the 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 keep it where they thrown out the trial was denied. Um, I don't know what's going to happen now. Um, in regards to that, because the reason why they threw it out initially when I was talking about was because of the evidence. DNA had cleared him; it did not link him to the scene. Um, the evidence, period, the prosecutors, they threw it out. They didn't think they could have a case. But, of course, you know, it got brought back up. The brother was not pleased that he was not contacted in a timely manner and he was not able to attend this hearing um, that he had in which his sentence um, was thrown out. So I don't know what's going to happen. I keep this brother prayed up and everything else like that because that would be so tragic if in, in any kind of way they find a way to put this man back in jail. I don't think that it's going to happen because, right, the prosecutors threw it out and it's really, really sad that, uh, like, Moni was mentioning, like, what power or whatever this brother had. If I understand someone body, uh, victims of the family, or, you know, victims and the, the, the family of the victim want to be acknowledged and they don't you know, want to be outed out of any of these processes. But what I'm not understanding just like how the brother was saying, I seen him say something like, yeah, if he's um, innocent, then that's what it is. It shouldn't mean nothing for them to go back through the whole process and to deem him innocent and whatever else like that. But that's what they were saying when they threw the case out. They, I guess they didn't come out and say he innocent, he didn't do it, but they say that, yeah, it <laughs> don't make no sense. The DNA didn't match him. It's other stuff that wasn't going on or whatever. When he got sentenced to it, so they threw it out. They vacated the sentence. And that's what it is. But because he didn't get called. There was a couple lies being told, too. Yeah. Some a of the couple. It was a whole bunch of lies just, being just, told. Yeah, I'm just going out there. There was some lies being told by yeah. some of the detectives that didn't line up. And then it's not like this case is being reinvestigated. That's not what's happening. You're talking about a re-prosecution. It's just a represent. Repres representation of the evidence that and, they already have and then it's just going to be in front of a new jury that now is completely unfamiliar with this case because this was now 20 plus years ago 
that we're yeah. talking about that you're now trying to have him tried in the public eye of today and not the public eye of ye- yesterday or la- right. 20 years ago. And you know, back then too, 20 something years ago, you know, when they were trying this um, case, you know, it was a lot of controversy that was surrounding, like, you know, they really pushed forward because of his religion, um, you know, different things that enabled with even his father, you know, was against even coming to anything because they felt like they were being judged um, because of their religious garment and things right, like that. Because that, that was right around the time of 9 11, correct? Yeah. So he did not want to attend. Um, it was a whole bunch of stuff going on too in Baltimore City with like a lot of, um, you know, Korean and, you know, different nationalities that was owning business here, I guess, being assaulted and different things like that. So people were saying that this trial had a lot, a lot of political and bias. It's a lot too about being able to being able to if the prosecutors are saying, look, we can't do this. We can't prove this beyond a benefit of the doubt. That's what that is saying. We're not going to be able to prosecute this to get the guilty plea beyond the benefit of the, of the doubt. Yeah. And it's really sad because, you know, for the most part, um, non Sayed, he has been really, you know, been been low. Patient. He hasn't really been on there. There's a lot of patience coming from him because this is 20 yeah. years of his life. He's lost. Mm. And the final outpage and you know impact of this is not going to be against him. It's not going to be against the family. It's going to be against the city and the state, because that's who he's going to sue if it comes down to him being found not guilty or these charges just being dropped. Somebody's got to pay for his twenty years. Yes, and just like I said, I didn't see you know like initially when he got out because for the most part he's been quiet. He's done a couple of. Um, seminars, I think, up in Georgetown University, a course um, with the Innocent Project and um, the people who actually helped him um, get his freedom and everything else like that. Um, So I just don't know. I don't know where they're going with that. And, and, you know, the basis of it, I guess, um, the judge who had thought out was this, it's coming off the basis of that the brother did not get proper notification and he could not attend the hearing. So um, Saeed's lawyers were basically saying, well, what difference would that would have made? I don't think they were trying to be insensitive to um, the family of the victim and their rights, um, of course, to be involved in any of the process um, of this hearing. But they're like, okay, even if he did and he was on a, what were his presence or his notification, what would have changed for those mere facts that it was thrown out because of the lack of evidence and this DNA that cleared him from not, which was not an option back then. Of course, they didn't have this technology that they have now that uh, about the DNA testing and everything. I'll say that. So I'm just not really understanding that um, with the judge who went back on the, on the ruling. I'm not, I'm not understanding it. You know, I'm really at a loss of words about it. Um, and it's really sad because just like I can say it with them 20 years or whatever, and it's just like it it, it just it won't leave them alone. It just keep it just keep going back. Now can you imagine that doing 20 years in a jail for something that you um did not do and then getting just you know by the grace of God one day it gets thrown out, not just only by the grace of God, but of course the work from these people who kept it alive. Um, you know, that serial podcast where kind of gave it the world recognition that it had. Um, I spoke about the HBO series that they did that kind of came from that. 
Um, and I watched that. That's how I found out more information about it and got really interested in it to start following it. And I believe that he didn't do it either. Um, but just the thing, you know, he got out. Now he's trying to spend whatever precious time um, that he can with his family, those who are still left, because it was a lot of changes in that time. I don't think, um, thankfully so, that even when his parents um, had passed away, but they're older. That you know they're dealing with their own health issues and everything else, and the man just want to enjoy life, enjoy life that was snatched from him, and then you just got this that keep him going back and forth, and then the brother, you know, him saying it shouldn't be nothing if he's innocent. I get it, you know, you someone killed your sister and you want them to pay, um, but I wonder if he if he's ever got the privilege to look at the HBO series or if. Whatever, like I wonder because with all this stuff that was crazy about it, anyway, you know what I mean? It, it was basically the police officers, the prosecutors, however, that of course put it in a family head that he did it, so they believe that he really did this. But if you really go and look at all of the facts and which and see it, like how do it add up? Like he wasn't even, I believe, going with Ming Hing Lee, I think that's her name, excuse me, because rest in peace. Because it still is somebody that sees, so it's not no shuns at her family or at her at all. But I know that he wasn't even dating her when this had happened. She had another boyfriend. I'm telling y'all, y'all, y'all gotta go look at it. It's it's, it's real interesting and in run through it. And, and my whole thought after I seen the stories, the series and stuff like that was like, how? How they like? Yeah, they just put it on him because they wanted him <laughs> to do it for whatever reason. So I'm like, I. I don't get it. But of course, I'm going to keep my eyes open. Like I always tell y'all, keep your eyes over that because it is going to be a sad day. Like we always say, it's so many sad days in the justice system and for whatever reason. They run this all through the, through the courts again, through the court system, wasting taxpayers' money to run this back through. And you have prosecutors who vacated the sentence who say that they don't have the evidence to prosecute it. And for, I guess, the judge on his ruling now of not um, denying that it remains vacated or whatever, or whatever. I just don't know what the process is. They're going to go back to a trial. Like what is going to be done. It's kind of like forcing prosecutors to prosecute a case that they say is unprosecutable. Like why? The evidence shows that it was not this man. So Let's keep our prayers in the midst for him because that is what's going on. Some other just straight little little breaking news and what and what it was going on in the Baltimore. Because this news crazy all over the world. But of course, I wanted to give my agonies to all of the mothers out here. Yes, May days. We are in the month of May. April brought about a lot of showers. And unfortunately, it is still raining in May as well. But the power of flowers, baby. How they can continue to grow continues to look so beautiful and so radiant radiant even through different seasons and even through the storms they just be keep on blooming and everything else like that think of yourself as that the power of the flower salute to all of the mothers all of the mothers thank you i can give a shout out to so many women who have showed me care love and concern me growing up as a child my adolescent years and even as a grown woman i salute you and, of course, the ultimate salute goes to my mother, Janet Teresa Dorsey. I always call her Mother Teresa sometimes when I'm teasing 
um, who uh, I shared with you guys has been struggling um, for several years now, um, battling cancers and they just keep on attacking my baby in different parts. Um, when she fights and she beats it in one area, you know, and it's somewhere else or whatever else like that. But yes, through the grace of God, she is still here with me and she is the GOAT, the real MVP, I'm telling you. Um, so a lot of my ways of my encouragement is whatever else like that. And the way I encourage people and the way I try to be that light, to be that helper, that's my mother. She was a nurse by profession before she had to stop working but she is often still pouting about because she just loves to take care of people but she still finds a way to do it whether it be in her words or something that she can do she's still worried about people so much and it is a passion of hers to help take care or show care for individuals in a special way so definitely salute to her salute to my daughter who's not a mother but just like i said will be 13 in 13 days a mighty mighty Taurus. Um, her birthday is coming up May 17th. I'm excited to celebrate with her. And I am forever pushing every day to have that type of relationship with my daughter that I have with my mother. And boy, it is not easy. <laughs> I think my mother just ain't paid me a, a, a lot of mine sometimes when I was in jail, but she was always there for me. Not pay me no mine. She paid me all of mine, but I thank uh, my mother that she was the kind of mother that she is, and she listened to me. You know what I mean? Like, she listened to me, and she heard me, you know, when I was a young girl um, growing up. I always said that I had to grow up fast, though, because um, I had a lot of privileges. I had a lot of privileges um, when I was good. My mother wasn't necessarily a strict, a strict mother, um, and I think, too, that's because how she was raised and how she was brought up. Um, you know, she had a child at a very early age, but she just was very responsible at a young age. And I believe that um, in her mother and she instilled a lot of things in me and she knew that I was too, like responsible and stuff like that. So some people were saying that I should have been doing certain stuff at my age, but yes, I was responsible. Um, and my mother trusted me and we had that type of relationship when things would happen. Um, she would have conversations with me and ask me and, um, you know, kind of walk me through it, you know, to help me understand what it was about being a woman and being responsible and respectful for myself. And I really do um, appreciate that because it made me out to not being home. I already knew what the game was uh, about dudes and everything else like that. You know, the majority of my friends when I was younger were guys. Um, I just always had a different connection with them. But yeah, I'm, I'm that. And salute to Janet Dorothy because I'm not. <laughs> Jasper, the Empress Lady K Fix. Um, my government F, uh, <laughs> my government forte is Chastity Janine Dorothy, Chastity Dorothy, the Dorothy. Shout outs to y'all who have out here in the chances too, because that was my father's um last name, but I had my mother's last name. But yeah, I'm not. And kudos to her. You know, some people that you see, you be like, they is an extraordinary person. Like, who has something to do with that? You know, and I acknowledge that it's not always the mother. It's not always the father. Um, it's not always the family. It can be friends. It can be whoever. I have teachers. Like I said, when I was little in elementary school, who heard me? Who instilled things into me? And, you know, it's, it's because of all of them. You know, when I was into marching when I was little, guys, the legendary Mar mother, Sharon Knox, that was like my parade mother. I, she couldn't get me from down her house. But 
yeah, she instilled some things in me, especially about my confidence and everything else. Like, that was a little chubby little girl, like chubby now. But yeah, she could, I'm telling you, when God blessed me with her, I'm like, nobody could tell me nothing. I hit them streets, they couldn't tell me nothing because Mother Sharon Knox told me I was all of that. Yes. Um, Miss Cookie, my my grandmother, Miss Cookie, but I'm talking about Miss Cookie, um, Kim Kinsey, Monique, and Fedel. Like, it just was so many women, so many people, um, aside from women, men, who really, really, I'm telling you, raised me up and raised me up very well. And I know that I am blessed. Uh, I'm blessed. And, you know, it could always be bad. I just thank God that it wasn't worse. I had a lot of support. I, I, I know that there's a lot of support that I didn't have, but I'm thankful for those who did support me and cared for me and showed concern for me when I was coming up. Um, but there's some other stuff, y'all. Like, out in Baltimore County, let me get this about the thing because some stuff be having me cackling. Look, I I, um, I talked before about the councilman, Eric Hayes, Eric Mays down in Flint, Michigan. Y'all got to look at some of his little things, y'all. He be going off on the city council. It would definitely give you a good laugh. But like I say, he don't got the best bits I made, but I know he doing it for the good and he's just outspoken and he mean what he say and say what he mean. But there's a couple of people now um, that are content influencers and stuff like that that are on social media that kind of doing like reenactments of his little stuff. It's this one lady um, on there that had me falling out. because I, I mean, I laugh when Mr. May said, but when she be doing it, I'm talking about real tears, y'all. Y'all got to check that out. But this was something that had me laughing out in Baltimore County. It's not funny because we know how important mail is. That's why a lot of my mail and everything now, I kind of try to do paperless billing, you know, because like like the cards, I'm going to rip them up and I'm going to throw them away. That's something. Money keep, yeah, I rip them up and I throw them away. So it be up in this head. Like, I know y'all still, are, oh, I know I still owe y'all, but oh, well. Um, to who's like, I throw all of them away. And then now with my finances being a little challenging, I'll be like, oh, I hate going to the mailbox. I know the mail lady be like, if this lady don't come and get her mail out of here, because our mail right here in this area where I live at is set up like a commode. Um, so it's not like a mailbox on our individual doors. And my thing be stacked and packed. Because I know it ain't going to be nothing but bills. But out in Baltimore County, yes, in the Baltimore County neighborhood, the 6600 block of Edenville Road. Oh, my goodness. These people are reporting in this community that they have not received their mail for more than a month. Um, first, when the situation kicked off, they were told that it would take like a period of 30 days that they wouldn't get their mail. And they actually have to go to the station to pick their mail up. That's why. Yes. Because one of the post <laughs> one of the postal workers was allegedly bit by a dog. Who does was it? <laughs> it was a neighbor who was saying his name is mad at him. And he's feeling like it's been overblown. His name is Alex. Skaslov, Skaslov, Z A S L O V, um, and his dog, who is usually con contained on his property by an invincible fence, um, lunged at this lady, and he reported. He reported that the lady wasn't bit. He attended to her immediately, and he only seen like one row of teeth print. He even threw a shadow there and was like, "Cause usually to me, it'd be two imprints if you got bite. She wasn't even bleeding, but." 
Baby, this lady don't know your dub. Like, you know your dub, this dub. And then I'm sure she probably was in the community before. One set. One set of teeth prints is a damn enough. Hey, it's a bite. Yes, it's a bite. This argument is that the (laughs) dub didn't get a chance to clench down on her. Yeah, he said it wasn't a chomp of meat taken out of her and she wasn't bleeding and they blown it out of proportion. But apparently, if the teeth was deep enough, they broke skin. It's just that the teeth probably didn't get a chance to clench down on her. And, so even, it if, and even if it didn't, this is this lady route, and she is scared, and I probably would be the same way. That's just like getting injured on any daggone job. Sorry. And he's like, they blew it out of proportion. My neighbors is mad at me. Yeah, they mad. Because of your dog, they got to go down here to this post office and pick up that mail. Cause you got your dug behind this invisible fence, and I guess the invisible fence ain't so secure. If he jumped up and he was on his leg, I don't give a fuck if it scratched them. Some people have phobias, and some people that don't even have phobias, they go through situations like this that create phobias. And we already know it's like a cliche how they say the post work, the postal workers getting attacked by dugs all the time. I'm sharing with y'all that I did a little Amazon flexing and ain't to that sense of postal service. But baby, when I show up and I see pets, nothing. I went to one one lady um, and they complained and took my status down or whatever. But yeah, when I show up, you got your dog on the front, on the leash where he can walk us to the thing. But your instructions is put my package on my door, knock on my door, don't leave my package. Oh, Baby, I set that package, Miss. You better be glad that you got it. I set it right there on that sidewalk, right in front of her walkway, and still took a picture and sent it. And when the thing, when the note said, this is not the recommendation spot, please say why. And that's what I said. I couldn't access. I couldn't access the porch. So what I'm supposed to do? Russell, what you do? Or risk, risk the risk, risk being bit. Buy your dog just to get you this package, and then you know you're getting things delivered, and you got this dog out here, and you got special requests. Oh, because you think your dog friendly and is yours. I don't know your dog, so I can only imagine the little bit of trouble because I would have been scared. So I don't know if she see the dog, if the dog run up. And then the man said the dog always be barking, barking and running with people and stuff like that when people come through and everything else like this. But he like, no, we've been blown out of it's blown out of proportion. Your neighbors don't think so. The postal services don't think so. So meanwhile, like I said, they didn't comment. Uh, but the neighbors following up with the postal service was saying that they were saying that they would take about 30 days, I guess, for them to get service back to that area because they probably had to find someone else that can cover this area. Because if I was the postal worker, it'd be stuff like that. I wouldn't want to go back the next day or the next week either. I'm hurt. And they say that the, um, the, 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 I guess the, with the animal control, whatever I'll say that they came out to make sure that the dog had was up to date on the shots, which is good because it's been reported that he was. So she did not have to worry about, you know, getting shots, rabies or anything else like that. What I heard is a, Oh, a tedious process and a painful one because I heard they got shoot you with all different type of needles in your stomach and everything else. But yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, Mrs. Says Love, Alex. <laughs> they blaming you. Get your dog. Put him in the house. I ain't saying no one have him out in the yard. 
and everything else like that. But yeah, what are you going to do forward? Like, you think that's okay? Obviously, you think it's okay. You think it's okay? Because he said they blew it out of proportion and he helped her right away. And she wasn't bleeding. <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he said. And there's some other stuff out in Baltimore County. Because I like to talk about Baltimore County sometimes, you know, because they be always talk about the city. Just like I was saying, like, yeah, if something happened one place, it can happen somewhere else. That's like we seen all this crime and stuff, all this different stuff that people ignore. Different people were shifting, I guess, moving to certain parts of the cities, even with the businesses and stuff, saying, oh, no, it's safe over here. Or is this certain population over here? Or these type of people aren't around here. And as you can see, if it happened there, it can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere. 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 So Baltimore County is right there. Baltimore City is right there. East and West, baby. If it happened over East, it can happen over West and vice versa. If it happened in the city, it can happen in that county. And like I said, it was a lot of stuff that people was ignoring. Ignoring. Oh, that's not our problem. Now they're starting to shift and get out there too. And then it's like when certain things happen in certain areas, areas it's like people are so shocked. Oh no, not down. Oh no, yes. 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 What you think? Criminals of these people stay in one spot or not even criminals. What you think? People dealing with mental health or any different type of issues or people being desperate or anything to commit a crime stay in one area? No, it's everywhere. So y'all better take heed today. And that's just what the reality is. It don't matter. So also in Baltimore County School, out in a private school, St. Pitt's Elementary to be exact, um, a wooden staff was around a five-year-old neck, right? And it was sent to his mother, Miss Teeny Brooks, um, who feels that it was concerning, very concerning. She says that the picture was sent to her by the teacher saying that her son had volunteered to be in the sheet and the text was sent with all these hot emojis and it read, it was so cute. It was so cute. She didn't think it was cute and she was disturbed by the picture. Um, other parents, she's saying that her child is not going back there. I believe after this incident happened, the school was shut down for the next day or whatever, but it basically was in the result of them doing a biblical lesson, the good shepherd. So it's the last of the teacher, one of the volunteers who wanted, I guess, to portray as sheep. Um, several students had raised their hand. Only like two or three individual students was picked. And this supposed to be part of the lesson to put these wooden staffs around uh these children next, right? So, even if you know, our parents went on there, brought about that saying that you know, it wasn't racial, racial motivated, I definitely was poor judgment. I don't even know what I say. It definitely was poor judgment. And if this mother, if it's concerning to her and she didn't like it, she got every right. I probably would have had the same response. And I love my children's school and I love the teachers and everything else like that. But I can only imagine getting a, a picture with something around my son that somebody was cute. No. No, I don't care what lesson. Y'all should have left that out the lesson. That definitely was poor judgment, especially when we know there's so many ways for kids to get hurt. It's so many things that can be just 
you know, misconstrued and thought about the same way, they definitely shouldn't have been there. I want to know who was the staff here on this day or did he have an assistant in the class? Because this young man was five years old. You know, not that age matters or anything else like that, but I'm thinking it probably was the assistant in the class, you know, that was like helping them or whatever, you know, it being a private school and they ain't say, mm -mm, that's not no good idea to put this wood around these kids' neck. We can get our point across without doing this. Oh, I wish somebody would have been there and said that to him. But yeah, Miss Teeny Brooks said her son is not going back. She did not agree. She did not like this dig on thing being around her son's neck. And I do not blame her. I seen the picture. So even if you Google it, you'll see it. Yeah. And it was like wood. It was like a wood staff. Like it had like a circle on the head around it. And he had like the stick. And he was like holding it. Uh-uh. 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 So you know what she called. You know what she called. She called Fox 45. They went there. They did do an interview out in front of the school. I know that uh, the overseers of the school, they declined the interview with that news station, but allegedly they came out, gave hugs to the family, whatever. So I, I think, you know, it was a misunderstanding. I don't think they meant no harm, but you had to acknowledge that harm was caused. And if someone is offended in any way and something is concerning to them, then it's concerning to them. You know, what gets me sometimes when things happen to other people, or certain things happening with other people where they do something or it involves him, we be so judgmental and we always want to be like, oh no, they took it too far or it wasn't even like that. Or when I'm like, but you can't tell nobody how to feel or how it made them feel at the end of the day, even if it's something that did not offend you or you wouldn't have been mad over. You got to understand, even if you're not able to sympathize with something, you should be able to empathize with it at least and understand where people are coming from. For whatever reason, I might not agree with it. You know, if something was to happen and I might not be offended by something, I got to understand that somebody else might be. And in this particular case, I would have been. I would have been. I would have been. It's not like she's calling them out as being racist or thinking that it was done because it was several other people um, that was attending the school that was like other black families that were saying, you know, they, they like them. They don't think it was done in a racist racial context or whatever, but she never said that. She just said the picture was concerning and she didn't like it. And it does look crazy when you see the picture. This white man standing here holding this wooden shaft around this five-year-old black boy not. Whether he volunteered or not, you the adult. Poor, 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 very poor judgment. Why you thought that would be okay? I don't, I don't get it. And you, you know, you know, it definitely was like no harm in sending because he the one that's how she found out about it. She wouldn't even know. He sent the teacher sent her the text with the picture. And she was like, what? Like, no. So I think a little bit of an offense came from that too, that thinking that it would be okay. Yeah, but stop judging people. I ran down a lot of my information, y'all. I'm surprised I kind of got through all of it. Y'all know I was rumbling and bubbling, but guess what? Wait. Thank y'all for staying with me. And I well, definitely, definitely about like that. I got an opinion. I got a piece. I got a. Uh, uh, mm -mm, mm -mm. I ain't going. I ain't going no chat. Hold on. Let me say this. But I'm just related to what you was just talking about. What you move on? Oh, alright, go ahead. thing, because you, you, not you. You keep, but you keep saying that it wasn't race related. Then what's the issue? 
what's the issue? Yeah, because I said they not. Yeah, they not speculating. They not speculating that it was race related. She just didn't like that this thing was around her son. That. But why? Now, now that you're saying she can feel some kind of way. No, now she has to explain why she feels that kind of way so we can understand where you're coming from. You can't expect people to just understand or empathize where you're coming from if they don't know where you're coming from. Right. Well, I didn't well, hear I, her say that or whatever. The point Right. Go ahead. You can't expect people to give you empathy when they don't know what you mean by you're offended by something. Right. Well, from her statement, she just was basically this presentation and that he was going to play a sheep and that they were going to definitely have props because I've seen that little thing, um, that hook thing used in other showcases. It's not new. It's not a new prop. It's not a new something, you know, different just because we Mm -hmm. are in racial times now that you are now claiming that this was racial, but you don't want to say it. Right. It's not. And that's what I'm saying. Her statements don't say that, but. You're underlying. It's the I'm underlying sure. of what you see. Yeah. I, I mean, I felt that way too when I first saw the picture, but if he was yeah. excluded from the presentation, then you would have felt some kind of way too. Well, why wasn't my son included? Right. If it would have been right. all white kids and this would have happened, then what? Then what? It but but the issue. way it's being reported is that it was. You know, it's actually that you know he asked. white kids involved. That's what I'm saying. It was white kids. Yeah, involved. they didn't, It's he, not he, like they just forced the black kids. Yeah, I'm let me make that clear. What you told me is that he specifically shared a photo of that person's child with them. Yeah, he sent it, it to the mother. That's what, but that's where you can see how this kind of could have got blown out of proportion because you should have addressed this with that teacher. Versus going to Fox 45 trying to look for a source, trying to be a source. And that's the that you didn't even that you didn't even believe was racial, but you sent it to Fox 45. Who's right. the problem in and this scenario? I, I, I didn't see any statements that she was saying that she didn't believe that it was racial. It was more so like other um parents speaking because I guess like that's what they got from it. That that's matter. what she was alleging, even though. She didn't say that was why. She just basically made the statement that the picture was concerning. So I guess in her reference to saying that the picture was concerning, that's what other people were getting from it. Exactly like what you're feeling there. Like, what concerns you about the picture then? Because it, it I guess it was a lesson that has been taught in so the you're school. Only extreme, but, but that's my they point. The only whoever, extreme you could do was go to 525 right. and not the PTA. Right. Just, and the, the way that it's being reported, be like from the other parents, is saying that. She asked one another parent is saying she asked her child, you know, what happened? And he asked who won the volunteer, who wanted to be the sheep. Everybody in the class was enthused. Everybody raised their hand. And it was like two or three kids that got priority. And they were kind of like, I guess trying to show them or something or whatever, how the sheep or what they went through, you know, tying it That's to the class. I'm even step in this situation too as a student. If I was the student, like, would I be thinking that this was racial? No, I wouldn't probably. If I was a child, if I was a parent back in the days of when we were going to school, would this have been an issue? No, it probably wouldn't even then. So today's climate is making this an issue, which it should be. And I guess that's where my opinion comes from when I said like it was it was poor. <laughs> it was poor judgment, and I think I'm saying that because I recognize the parent. He shared the picture right. with the parent. 
you didn't approach the teacher that you are actually supposed to have a relationship with with your child's teacher you should have approached right. the teacher yeah and, and I, if that yeah, didn't happen, go to the administration of that school there's a whole bunch of missteps here that uh -uh. just don't even seem, seem feasible to me because you went straight to the media to talk yes, about something did. that didn't you what if he lost his job for something right. that was innocent, because he sent you the picture. And I could see, and, and, and then too, you know, when you really think about it, like I could see it would have been out of line, like if it was in response to like a punishment or something mm. like that, then you could try to do that connection. But then understanding well, he was jokingly know, doing it and not a part yeah, of the play. Yeah, like something like that. So, you know, other parents were, were basically trying to speak up for the school to say that they don't believe that it was any racial because even though the mother wasn't stating that, I guess from her statement and just saying it's concerning. And the, the, the optics right. of that picture are what is, is, is trying to drown this man in something that what it what had nothing to do with. Or right. we don't know though. So. And I know he feel bad. And I know he feel bad because like she says, he sent it with the emojis and the phrase saying, this is cute. Because I can you hear know, him now. So I can hear his argument I, now. I, I ain't like the picture when I seen it. And you mm -hmm. right, Marnie. And I didn't like it either. But at the same time, there's, right. a, there's a thousand it's words a over the picture. There's a thousand yes. words. You always say it. They always say it. There's a thousand where pictures are worth a thousand words. There's a lot yep. to go in there to dissect, especially if you were an involved parent and knew this was happening. Right. And they wasn't forced. You know, the kids say they wanted to, you know, they wanted to do it. They raised their hands. They volunteered to do it. And everything else like that. But when you see the picture, just like I said, you're right with the sensitivity and all this racial tension in the world. Like when you I mean, seen the picture, that's why it made me. That's why it made me feel some type of way. It did. Yeah. Me and it you an experience from one of our old, um other personnel being a teacher, where this is why yeah. teachers are leaving the profession because certain things there was a million steps missed in between going to the media yeah that should have taken place before you went to the media having a parent teacher conference with that teacher talking to yeah. the pta period the committee of the pta going to the school principal going to administration going to the school board of education you went straight to the media with something that you thought would be a story yeah. and now it's become a story and it yes. don't look right. It just don't look right. There's a lot of missing words and a lot of missing steps included in here. And and on and one of the questions mainly, did you like that teacher, mom? Mm. If you like well, that I teacher, why would you risk that career on your opinion? Yeah. Well, he went out here to this private school, but I was like that. I don't know. Maybe she couldn't find pay the tuition. <laughs> So she wanted to find a way to get him out. But yeah, she ain't like it. I didn't like the picture. I really didn't know, you know, the whole backstory or so and so. I was reading more into it, but it really looked and like we it was all just looking at it from a, with a racism a little... glass on it because we all put on racism glasses when we saw that picture. And yeah, it's not fair to do that. And it's something that could have been wholeheartedly not racist at all. Nothing it's at not all. Fair. It wasn't fair to that teacher. It wasn't fair to that yeah. student who was actually in class learning something it, with art. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not we fair. Did. We all, because I'm, I'm, I'm admitting it I myself. certainly when did. I, I certainly felt some type of way. When... I put on racism glasses. I did. Like you I did. Oh. 
Like, I did. Really That's what I'm telling you. That's why I was saying I felt so like, wait, I did. I did. It's not fair. We ready to get up out of here. I wanted to talk about Jamie Foxx and prayers out for him. Did y'all know Jamie Foxx's name was Art Malone, Marlon Bishop? I didn't know that. Yes. But he just, after being three weeks in the hospital, just tweeted out that he appreciates the love and he's feeling blessed. He posted this, not tweeted out. He actually posted it on Instagram. Um, the Atlanta was in Atlanta filming a Netflix movie back in action when he had some type of medical complication. Uh, we haven't gotten any... Um, you know, updates on that and exactly what it was. But Nick Cannon has volunteered to take over as guest host on the Beach Shazam um, that's hosted by Jamie and his daughter, Con, um, Corinne. Um, and Kelly Osborne is going to serve as the guest DJ. So, you know, it was different speculations that maybe he was getting high or whatever else like that because these witch names, how they try to do everybody, just like how they try to do the lady that's being replaced um on the bad boys four what's her name miss randall the actor who played martin lawrence um wife a video just came out her looking very feral in the wheelchair people are speculating maybe she's in a drug rehab but these people are getting older they normal people they get older they have issues and everybody that's falling on bad times with their medical yes beautiful her she was replaced by tasha smith who will be playing martin lawrence's um wife um, in this movie, uh, like I was saying, a video had came out showing her looking to me. It looks like um, she is battling with some type of um, health condition. So um, prayers out to her. But of course, people always speculate when it's celebrities and they're going through things. And it's always something with drugs or something. But that's not always people's case. That's how they did. Brandon in the hole tried them so bad with um, um, Chad. Um, Boswick people uh, said so much about him when that man was actually fighting for his life the whole time um, so keep these people lifted up in prayer everything ain't about drugs or everybody not addicted um, and everything you know it's just so much stuff that be happening um, in the, the world today that does make us put on certain glasses and as well as certain blinders uh, we living under a glass ceiling and different things do happen and give people a certain opinion or a certain idea to think about things in a certain light. And it's very, very sad. That's why I point, I'll be praying to keep my mind clear because right when Moni was saying like, yeah, I felt some side way because I seen this white man with his wooden staff around his black boy's neck. But really thinking about it, I know he did not mean no harm. So keep them prayed up. Keep them lifted up. Y'all know I'm be right back here next Thursday. I'm over my time. I'm glad. I'm sure I'm surprised. That's because money was talking about some things. He didn't say bye. Get up off of here. But I'm gone, y'all. I will be back next Thursday. Same time, same station. Yes. Telling you what I always give. You better live. Don't forget to come back and support the girl and talk to me. Talk to me. Your news, our views, you know what it is. We know what it is and we know what it is. It's more than life to die. So uh, you better live. I'll be back next week talking how I talk, doing what I do. Holla at me. I love y'all. God bless you. God loves you. See you next week. I'm out of here.